Trevor, let me in. <coughs> Hold on, I gotta put some pants on. Nah, we don't, it don't worry. I'm not, I'm not wearing any. Alright, come on in. Alright, here we go. Oh, hey Trevor, Merry Christmas. Oh, Merry Christmas. Oh, man, it's good to see you, buddy. Yeah. Kinda, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Ah, that yeah. was sincere. Yeah. Uh, of course, it's Christmas time. I had to bring you your Christmas present. I couldn't wait any longer. I'm so excited to give you Oh, yours. man. I've waited all year for this. All right, let me grab it here. Oh, it's heavy. Here you go. Oh, man. I'm so excited. This is going to be so awesome. You're going to love it. I can't wait to see your face when you open this. I'm going to rip off one side of the paper at a time. Do it. Do it. There's one paper. All right. Here comes the other side. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, it sounded great. Oh, here. I can't it, wait. Is it, yeah. <laughs> it not the greatest thing ever? Uh... Uh, is this a new episode of Retro Bliss? Yes, it is. That's what you got me for Christmas? Uh-huh. Oh, yay. Yeah, no, it's what I said. Is that not great? Um, do you have the receipt? Uh, somewhere. I mean, you got a gift receipt, right? Uh-huh. I mean, I would never return this. I'm just saying I wouldn't mind keeping the receipt in case it doesn't fit. I never keep receipts. It's a oh, strict my. policy I have. Alright, alright, it's alright. Can't be all winners. Here, I got you a present too. Can't be all winners. Oh. Whoa, this is huge! Yeah. Oh my gosh! I'm just gonna rip into this. Alright, you go ahead. You're gonna love it. <gasps> oh. It's, uh. It's a new episode of Retro Blist. Yeah, don't you love it? Um. It's. something? I guess it's the, the thought that counts. Well, I just got to be honest. This is very depressing. This is the worst Christmas ever. It is terrible. We both hate our gifts. I can't stand it. Hey, I, I have an idea. What's that? Why don't we re-gift this gift to our listeners? I like that idea. So for Christmas, we can give everybody a new episode of Retro Blist. Everybody, welcome to a festive, a wintry, a holiday. Does that work? Eh, I'm not feeling that festive, but I'll get into it. I'm really not either. It's it's uh, we're a couple weeks away, but by the time yeah. this breaking the fourth wall here, by the time this episode airs, this will be the Christmas episode, right? Yeah, this episode will come out on what the twenty fifth. Something like that. That's where Christmas is. <laughs> Which is pretty close to Christmas. Yeah, so Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty dead on. <laughs> Happy Red Cup Day at Starbucks. Yeah. There you go. That's for yeah. all the people who don't celebrate Christmas. Right. Happy Red Cup Day. There we go. We want to include everybody. Uh, on this. I don't drink coffee, so that doesn't really include me. But... Yeah, it doesn't. I'm not a coffee guy either. Now, Trevor, this is the only podcast, Richard Blist, is the only uh-huh. podcast that today has been brought to you live from your new apartment. Yep. We're here in Trevor's apartment. We're having a great time playing games. Or are we? Let's find out. Let's find Trevor, out. for Christmas, we decided to go big or go home. Right. And by that, I mean we went to your home. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, this episode is going fantastic so far. So yeah. tell the kitties, tell the children, tell all the the loyal Retro Bliss listeners what game we played today. We played Diddy Kong Racing. 
for the Nintendo 64. That we did. Now, this let's just jump into it real quick. Here's my history with this game, not with Donkey Kong Country or Donkey Kong in general. Yeah. Because I think everybody, at the very least, has played one of those games. Mm-hmm. This is taking those characters and putting it into like a Mario Kart situation. Yep. I had heard of this game from you growing mm-hmm. up, but I never got to play it till today. All I ever did was hear you talk about it from time to time. So, the reason you never played this game, and I have I have huge memories of this game, is because I never actually owned it. Uh, my brother or I never owned it, um, but my neighbors did. There's two neighbor girls, so shout out to... The neighbor girls, if you're listening, and I know you're not. The neighbor girls? Yeah, there were two uh, two, uh, two girls about our age growing up who lived next door, and we played this game over at their house all the time. When I went over to their house, all we did was swim in their pool. Yeah, I mean, Diddy Kong Racing was probably better than the pool, but either way. I don't know. We had some good times. So we had Diddy Kong Racing, they had Mario 64, and they had Zelda Ocarina of Time, and eventually Zelda Majora's Mask. And I think that's the only four games they had. And this was the one that we could play all at the same time. Right. So we played it all the time. So, yeah, we can get into that more as we talk about the game. But I have really good memories of this game, um, playing it with, with my brother and the two neighbor girls. But I never actually owned it until like a year ago, and that's why you'd probably not played it. Yeah, I definitely had not played it. I never owned it. All I'd ever done is heard about it. But it's very much overshadowed by Mario Kart. Right. It's Well, I guess we can go on to say that it's... This game came out by Rare, which was just phenomenal, phenomenal during the N64 era. Um, This came out almost exactly one year. It came out Thanksgiving 1997, almost a year after Mario Kart 64, and of course several years after the original Super Mario Kart. And there's no doubt about it. Let's just get that out of the way, because I'm going to say some nice things about this game, but there's no doubt that it is a Mario Kart clone. Yeah, for sure. But you kind of forgive it because it's still Nintendo characters... It is, and it's, it's... And rare characters, by the way. You said right. rare. So that's going to come... Like, I was blown away by some of the characters you could choose from. On <laughs> yeah. Your, like, there's... Let's just go ahead and get into the characters real quick. Uh-huh. I was beyond excited that I could pick Conker from Conker's Bad Fur Day <laughs> yeah. as one of the drivers. Right. So, of course, this uh, this game was Conker's origin um, before there was ever Conker's Bad Fur Day. And I hope you didn't look up his original game, because that's going to be in the Bliss quiz. I did not, no. Good, good. Yeah, so this was the origins of Conker. And, of course, you had Banjo from Banjo-Kazooie. Which yeah, that was the other big one that I saw. I love that game. I hope we can cover that for the podcast sometime. Um, and who's the... I feel like there's another one. I wrote down all the characters. Uh, Diddy Kong, obviously. Diddy Kong's the big one. From I mean, it's Donkey his, Kong Country. It's his game. Right. So, obviously, he's going to be in there. He's a tough cookie, too, by the right. way. Yeah. So, yeah, the. I mean, basically, my memories of it is just... Adoring playing the game with the neighbor girls and um, <laughs> we're gonna not, call this episode the neighbor the girls. neighbor girls yeah <laughs> and not really caring that it was a ripoff of Mario Kart I do I mean I don't want to get too spoiler territory here but I think it gets a pass because a lot of love and a lot of quality went into this game that makes it so much more than just a copycat we're not giving our scores out yet but there's definitely a sense of charm to this game right I guess the best way to put it uh, it's it's very hard, despite some of the things that I didn't like about it, to hate it. I don't think yeah. anybody could hate this game. You may It may not be your favorite kart racing game. Mm-hmm. It's not. I'm going to give this away already. It's not my favorite kart racer. Mm-hmm. But like, if you asked me to play this again, I would totally play this again. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's not to like as far as being two to four players? Yeah. Um, you got all the stuff you'd expect in a kart game. 
and a much more substantial, I mean, we'll get into it, a much more substantial single-player portion. Oh, yeah, for sure. Than probably any of the Mario Kart games, for example. Because there's the adventure mode where you, it's like a Mario 64-type overworld where you can unlock levels and collect things. It really sets it apart. And there's um, even boss levels. Right. Which is I thought was really cool. Right, boss levels, which are their own unique tracks against big creatures. Um, lots of things to explore. If you take Mario 64 and mix it with Mario Kart, that's sort of the idea here yeah, for the single-player game. Yeah, uh, let's, let's, let's talk about how the game looks first. Yeah. Okay, let's get into the graphics. It is, to me, and this is going to sound like I'm putting it down, and I'm not at all. Because mm-hmm. this, Nintendo, when it comes to bright, colorful is like number one. They mm-hmm. they know what they're doing when it comes to characters and character designs and all that stuff. And this is just like so. When I say this is your average looking Nintendo uh, sixty four game, that is, that all is not putting it down. That is saying yeah. that to me, nothing really stood out, but the game looked great. Yeah, it actually, it, I was telling Johnny, I hate I hate that I don't I have a you know your old CRT TVs. I have one in storage, but I don't have it here at the apartment. And I hate that because the N64 is just really, even compared to the older, other older systems, it does not look great on the HDTVs. Because um, this is a really good looking game. I mean, it. I can't overstress how great this game looked when it came out. I just remember the first time uh, getting into the plane and flying around the, the overworld area. I just couldn't believe how colorful it was and the, the fact that you could see the beach and fly over to it. Um... Well, when I said right. it, when I said it was average, that was not putting it down. And when I say right. average, I mean by like Nintendo. That's why you remember Nintendo yeah. sixty four being. Yeah, exactly. Like it did not st- stand out to me only because I'm used to Nintendo games right. looking that great. Right, and I guess that's the you compare it to Mario sixty four, Mario Kart, yeah, Banjo Kazooie. It's right in line with those games. I think I compared it to Mario Kart more than anything, which right. is kind of an obvious. But right. uh, so let's the game. If if you like how Nintendo games look, you're going to like how this game looks. And, you know, a lot of N64 games, like a lot of old games, period, don't hold up that well today. I think this one does because it is so colorful and was so well designed to begin with. Yeah. Um, actually, the art design is pretty incredible for the hardware of the N64. I agree, definitely. Um, yeah. So how many... Let's let's get into gameplay. Yeah. I think the first major difference in this game and other kart racers is the fact that there's three different vehicle types. Yeah. And these three different vehicle types all control differently. Uh-huh. I remember this being mind-blowing. Um, of course, you have your cart, which is yeah. very much like Mario Kart. Then you have your hovercraft, which is very floaty. Yeah. Turns very tight. It's kind of an all-terrain thing, too, sort of. Yeah. You can go on land with it a little right. bit, but it's definitely more meant for water and that kind of thing. And then there's the plane, which, I mean, it's an airplane. It's a, it's a little a go-kart-sized airplane that you can do loops in it, and it's just great because it's totally different than the carts. Yeah. I actually, we, we played all three of the different vehicles mm-hmm. to try them out. They all uh, control very differently. They all have different feelings to them. Yeah. However, I do feel, even though the plane was my least favorite just from controlling it yeah. wise, I do feel that I would go back and try it again mm-hmm. because even though it's a little more tough to get more used to that one than the other yeah. two, it's very doable if you keep at it. That's what's so impressive. You would think it would just kind of feel like the cart, but it's a whole new... Um, I don't want to say engine, but a whole new control scheme. The airplane feels like you would expect it to. Um, and, and in a testament to this game, in other games today, like mm-hmm. me and you are currently playing Battle, uh, Battlefield 1. 
So we're right. installing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. We're not, I'm not up on my modern games, but my yeah. brother got me this one for early Christmas present. Well, he got, he got us both. Oh, yeah, yeah, he got you too. So it's, and that game's amazing. That's probably my favorite current yeah, new game Yeah, it's right a blast, now. I'll admit. But I, what I'm telling you is you can fly airplanes in that game, right? Yeah. I can't fly those worth worth the yeah. whatever. And I don't have any inkling to go back and try again. Right. But however, on this game, on Diddy Kong Racing, yeah. I would try flying again. You know what it reminds me of? You know those old, like, quarter machines you get in and they rock back and forth? Yeah. Like airplanes? It's yeah. like you took one of those off and started flying. Yeah, that's really what they kind of look like. It's very cartoony in a way. Right. Which speaks to me, obviously, because that's uh-huh. the kind of style that I usually like. So all three vehicles kind of, you know, control differently. And let's get into the different kinds of tracks because on some tracks you can pick it from all three of them. Mm-hmm. On some tracks you have to get one. And on some right. tracks you can pick between two. Which I thought, honestly, just from a track design, mm-hmm. none of the tracks to me... I feel like I'm going on a tangent. None of the tracks to me felt like they were huge. They're pretty short tracks. They're pretty short. However, the fact that like on one track, literally there can be a hoverboat, a a cart, and Mm -hmm. airplanes on one track. Right. And there's different power-ups and different kind of leveling outs for those. That was really amazing to me. I remember that so well. And here come the neighbor girls again. (laughs) If I remember right, me and the the oldest neighbor girl, uh, we loved the plane. And my brother and the younger neighbor girl would always be a, like a hovercraft or a car. Yeah. So it's cool. We'd have, you know, somebody's in the air, somebody's on the ground. I don't know of any other kart racer, certainly not at the time, that did that. Although I believe it's, um, was it the Mario Kart 7 for the 3DS? It actually had gliders and hover. I, hover I think so. And which might newer, be taken sort of from this game. And the newer Mario Kart for the Wii U, they kind of implemented a little bit of differences right. in there. But, like, still... This was, I mean, just the track designs, even though they were really short. Yeah. The fact that you had all three of those at one time on, mm-hmm. at some points was was amazing to me. And like uh, one of the tracks we played, you were in a car and I was in a plane. And there's shortcuts that I could take in a plane that were totally inaccessible in a car. Yeah, and vice versa. But they were risky usually. Yeah. And, so, the, and the other way around too. Yeah. Like that's, that's what really stood out to me. Uh-huh. They definitely put a lot of thought into these. Even though, they're, like I said again, don't expect some long, crazy... Of tracks, just expect right. they're all really short, but each track has their own feel to them. Uh-huh. Uh, like some of them have dinosaurs on them. I noticed on the one track, the very first track you could choose, I already forgot the name of it, but there's a there's a brontosaurus on there. Uh-huh. And at one point on the last lap, he's crossing the yeah the track, and you got to try not to get stomped on by him. Right. So that's pretty cool. I love the themes of these tracks. I think the first world is like ancient, so you have your fossil canyon, I yeah. think it's called, and then you have um. I should write this down, but the next one's like Crescent Bay, so it's like ocean pirate themed. You have your pirate ship you can jump onto. Yeah. And then probably my favorite are the winter themed ones because there's, and this is really why we picked this for a Christmas game. Yeah. There's uh, like a Christmas village and Christmas trees, and it's just so wintry. And it's almost like um, Jingle Bell type music in the yeah. background. Yeah. We'll get to the music here yeah. in a second because to me, that's one of the things that really stood out in right. this game was the music. But the. The tracks, probably my favorite tracks were the ones, like I said, where all three vehicles could be on there at one time just because yeah. they seem so inventive. Yeah. Uh, the 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 Christmas, they're called something else, but they're just, to us, they felt like they were Christmas levels. Yeah. Really stood out because mm-hmm. of the the theme. They stuck to the theme on all the yeah. tracks, but all the tracks were different. They all played different. Right. I, I do. I remember so well. I remember when we picked it. I said, oh, yeah, this is my favorite track. It's the one where you enter into the Frosty Village, I yeah. think is the name yeah. of it. 
I just love how Christmas it Christmassy it is. That just doesn't happen in games usually. No, it really doesn't. But or even with I mean, a lot of your games, especially Nintendo, will have like an ice world, right? But they kind of took it to another level. Yeah, it's definitely Christmas. Yeah, and then I think the last set of levels, well, the last standard set of levels is uh, called Dragon Wood or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and it's like a medieval fantasy type setting. Yeah, so it's very inventive with the level design. And what I forgot because I've not unlocked them on my new cartridge here. Um, is there's another set of tracks in a science fiction world. Oh. It's called Moon World or something like that. So I didn't get to see that. I probably would have loved that. Yeah. yeah. So there's four more. So there's 20 tracks in all, including those secret yeah. ones. That sounds pretty awesome to me. Yeah. Okay, let's let's talk about the music then. Let's just get yeah. to the music. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> it's Donkey Kong, out of your major video game characters, his music, while it stands out, it's just, it's not as good as Mario, it's not as good as Zelda, it's not as good as Sonic. It's just kind of right there, almost on the cusp of being with him, but just below. Does that make sense to you? Now are you talking about? Overall, when you think of Donkey Kong music, do you put him above those other ones I just mentioned? Uh, you don't. Well, Donkey Kong Country is like among my favorite game soundtracks of all time. I'm talking in general. But yes, in general, no, I think like your Mario's and stuff right here above. Yeah. The Donkey Kong Country series just stands apart for me. Yeah, I mean... I'm, it sounds like I feel like I'm tearing the yeah. game down when I'm not. The music in all those other games, like Donkey Kong Country, which is yeah. a game I love as well, is great. And it definitely stands out, and you'll be humming it after you've played it. Yeah. Which is, honestly, from all the games we played, that's that's how I know when the music from a game is good, is yeah. if it's sticking in my mind after we've played it. Yeah. And a lot of these games we played, even the ones I've liked, they don't. Right. This one, however, like the music on the, uh, the winter levels... Yeah. Stood out to me because I did almost sound like I was listening to Christmas music yeah, in a way. The bells jingling. Yeah, it was just, but it was just the music on this game in general was awesome. I could listen to this yeah. just as a soundtrack. There's not a single piece of music in here that doesn't isn't made to make you smile. Yeah, it's exactly. all charming and cheerful, but not annoyingly so. It's rare, just well, rare. There you yeah. go. I know what you're saying about like the Donkey Kong series, like as a whole. Yeah, yeah. but rare, of course, made the Donkey Kong Country games. And this game. And their music is just out of this world. Rare is another company in which we're going to start doing, sec- not on this episode, sorry. Yeah. But <laughs> we're going to start doing little segments where we're talking about history of different things in video yeah. games. They're going to be a company we need to cover because oh, they have man. a crazy history. I mean, you have this game, just on the 64. You have yeah. this game, you have Congress Bad Fur Day, you have uh, GoldenEye. GoldenEye and Perfect Dark. I mean, holy cow. GoldenEye is just Banjo Kazooie, one of my favorite games. Yeah, if we ever we gotta do GoldenEye, be a big game for us yeah. because that's a major game for us growing up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so the music, I think you're agreeing with me, definitely oh, stands yeah. out on this game. The music's always. I mean, as a kid, I don't think I thought, man, this is amazing composition. I just <laughs> thought, hey, this has got great music. But yeah. now I'm like, this really stands out there. I mean, probably Mario sixty four, Banjo Kazooie, GoldenEye. Um, those are probably a handful of the only games musically that could compete with this game on yeah. the 64. Yeah. Yeah, on the 64. You know, yeah, for sure. Love Zelda. You know, there's there's others. But this is in the top is what we're saying. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely up there. I'm sure you can probably find the music online just to listen to online. Yeah. It's really good. So is there anything else before we get into our final uh, thoughts on the game or, or reviews that you want to bring up about it? I was just going to talk about the amount of content in the game, including those bonus tracks I mentioned. There's 20 normal racing tracks. And four, it's at least four, like, battle tracks. Yeah. If you remember the Bloom Battles in the Mario Kart games, it's like that. You're in an arena, you're shooting weapons at each other. Yeah, which we tried that. Like, let's... Yeah. <laughs> and my favorite memory of that, even though we literally just had Oh, yeah. Was there's, 
there's four combatants on there. Yeah. And me and Trevor were two of them. Yeah. And we'd already taken out one person, so just us and the little mouse. I don't know who the mouse is. Tipsy the mouse. Tipsy the mouse. Me and Trevor see each other, and literally, he fires his uh, his missile, and I fire mine at the same time. We take each other out. Right. And the mouse wins. <laughs> yeah, we lost at the same time, and the mouse won. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the, that mode is pretty fun, and I can tell you, as a four-player game, that was a blast growing up. I can see how that one, especially with four players, would be really, right. really fun. There's a level called Darkwater Beach, where you're in the hovercrafts, and I specifically remember spending hours with the neighbor girls, just playing <laughs> that level over and over. So besides that, though, there's the battle arenas, there's the boss tracks in the single-player mode, there's time tracks, time attack mode, where you race this character called TT. Yeah, he's like a, a clock-looking thing, right. right? Yeah. And, um, and if you manage to beat the adventure mode, you can unlock an adventure 2 mode where all the tracks are mirrored. So there's might a change ton. Things a little bit. Yeah, there. it's a ton of single-player content. Um... That is a lot. I mean, that's just a lot just with 20 tracks. It is. Especially for back then. What year did this game come out? 97? 97, yeah. That's incredible. So just to go over the characters, you have Diddy Kong, Pipsy the Mouse. I think I said Tipsy. You had Tipped Up the Turtle. Well, apparently I've read people say he's the best regular character, but yeah. I don't remember ever really picking him. Bumper. I remember picking Bumper a lot because he's like an otter, and I thought he looked cool. Or otter or a badger? I don't know which he is. Anyways, you have Conker. Of course, he became famous for Conker's Bad Fur Day later. Yeah. Timber the Tiger, Banjo of Banjo and Kazooie fame. Crunch, who is from, he's a Kremlin from the Donkey Kong Country Country series. Okay, yeah. He looked familiar, I just wasn't sure. <laughs> and the secret characters are TT the Clock, who has like the highest ratings on everything. Terrible name, too. Yeah. <laughs> Switch for a PG podcast. <laughs> what else? And Drumstick, who I remember as a chicken. I, knew, I just knew it was going to be a chicken. And I remember about this chicken, and I might be remembering. I feel like when you shot him, he lost feathers. Now, that might just be a weird dream I've had. But I remember being so proud when we unlocked him. Uh, anyways. You do have really odd dreams. If yeah, that's I do have odd dreams. So, yeah, anyways, lots of single-player content, lots of multiplayer content. Uh, also, yeah. we should point out, just like Mario Kart, there's little pickups on the on the tracks. Oh, yeah. uh, you got all kinds of, like, offensive weapons and defensive weapons. But what I thought was really cool was if you uh, – you pick up the missile, and then you keep picking up more missiles, it actually upgrades your missile. Uh-huh. So, like, the first yeah. one doesn't really home, and then it turns into a homing missile, then it turns into, like, multiple homing missiles. That's really cool. And, like, yeah, the turbo boost, it turns into a more powerful power for... Power for? I can't say that. Well, power for... more powerful more power turbo, for boost. turbo boost. Yeah. <laughs> I actually forgot that, though. You, you, you mentioned, hey, I like how you can pick up the weapon, yeah. the same weapon, and it gets more powerful, and I actually forgot that. Yeah, which yeah. where it comes to danger though is if you hit another weapon, then you lose that one. That's right. Gone. So you gotta be so careful. That adds a little strategy to it. You yeah, like it really you actually does. are dodging certain pickups. Yeah, that's what I ended up doing because I wanted to just upgrade one that yeah. I had upgraded to use it. So that, that's for sure. Uh, the I feel like there's something else on the oh, the bananas. There's bananas <laughs> yeah. all throughout, and I kept asking Trevor, "What do these bananas do?" And you weren't sure. Yeah. So I looked. I googled, "Hey, what do these bananas <laughs> do?" And apparently, everybody asked this, but. From what I can understand from the, the people when they would answer those questions, the bananas apparently make you a little a little quicker. You can get up to 10 bananas to go fast. Mm-hmm. But then there's a limit on that. But apparently there's also a code that you can make it where it's unlimited. So this is like, this is typical rare. I mentioned the Banjo-Kazooie games and the Donkey Kong Country games to some extent. There's so many things you can collect. And here's an example of something that really wasn't necessary. And this is straight from Mario Kart. Like, they really did not need to include this. In the original Super Mario Kart, you could collect coins to go very slightly faster. Yeah. So this is the exact same thing. It's just bananas. So I think it was almost just like an intentional nod to Mario Kart. It probably was. So 
So, yeah. is there anything else you want to say before we give our final reviews? No, I think we can move on to that. Okay. Yeah. So, Trevor, this game, how many bananas would you give it? Bananas. I guess that's accurate. Yeah. All right. So, we already mentioned the music is in the top tier of N64 games. The graphics, especially if you play it as it's meant to be played on an older TV, is, is in the top tier of N64 games easily. Yeah, for sure. Um, here's how I've always felt about Diddy Kong Racing. Of course, my first kart racer was Super Mario Kart for the Super Nintendo. I never grew up with Mario Kart 64, though. This is the 3D kart racer that I grew up with. And to this day, I still feel that content-wise, maybe even creativity-wise, this game knocks Mario Kart out of the park. You got your airplanes, you got your hoverboats, you got the adventure mode, which almost feels like a 3D adventure. Content-wise, amount of stuff, it really is better than Mario Kart. But... I will always still pick Mario Kart just slightly first because it's just so stinking perfect. The gameplay. Yeah. The gameplay in this is excellent. It's very, very good. It's just that smallest notch below Mario Kart. And for that reason, if I could only pick one franchise or the other, although this is the only Diddy Kong Racing game, so it may not be fair, but I'm still going to pick Mario Kart. But man, this is a great game. and It just falls for a clone technically a clone of Mario Kart. <laughs> this came closer than anything else ever of actually almost one-upping Mario Kart at its own game. So with that being said, Mario Kart is still king, but I love this game. I feel like it still holds up pretty well. Pretty well. And I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. It's, um, I think it's very good still today. That's, That's a very high score for, yeah. for either of us. So I'm going to probably echo a lot of stuff you said. The, the way, the only, it's going to sound weird, but the only crime this game commits is that it's so much going to be, and obviously so compared to Mario Kart. Right. That's its main crime, is it just plays so much like Mario Kart. Yeah. So, well, obviously, there's a little difference as you can pick between the three different vehicles and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I've always loved Mario Kart. Yeah. Love Mario Kart games. To me, they control better than this one, but that's not putting this one down. The controls right. of this one are still very good. Nintendo just perfected yeah, that. Yeah. The, just the, just feels like the controls on any Mario Kart game, just pick any one of them, honestly, right. are amazing and precise. Yep. I never once felt on a Mario Kart game, if I if I spun out or hit something, that it was the game's fault. It was definitely mine. Right. They were so precise. Yeah. Uh, this game, the music is amazing. Uh, the tracks, those small, like I said before, mm-hmm. have their own charm to them, which mm-hmm. I really like. The game itself has its own charm. The fact that you can pick Conquer from Conquer's Bad Fur Day just makes me way more happier than it should. Yeah. So, uh, put it all in mind, it's still going to be below Mario Kart for me as well. Mm. Though that is not putting this game down. If you're going to copy a kart game, that's the one you freaking copy. Obviously. So, because I mean, it's the king. Like, we're going to cover a Mario Kart game at some point. Yeah. Because I mean, you both love it. It's ridiculous we haven't already, but yeah. we're just saving it. So, I'm going to give this game, this is my first time ever playing it. I don't have any of this, the nostalgia with mm. the neighbor girls. Yeah. <laughs> Though I actually know who you're talking about, but I like that we're never going to say their name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Copyright infringement. They don't listen anyway. No. So, uh, I got it. My score's not going to be as high as yours, but it's going to be really close. I'm going to give us, I had a 7.7 in my head. Because mm-hmm. the, the music is amazing. I could just listen to the music all day and just be mm-hmm. happy about it. The gameplay is very good. Uh, this game to me is a lot more fun. But we didn't talk about how difficult this game is. It's hard. 
like almost every game I grew up with, I forgot how hard it is. It's really hard. I got really frustrated getting stuck on some of the tracks, yep. making wrong turns. And and the, and the AI is very hard, too. It really does, yeah, especially in some of the later tracks. It's so, crazy hard. So this is what I'm going to say. If I was playing this game by myself, it would be a 7. Right. But since if you play it with a friend, it knocks it up to 7.7. .7. If we had four friends playing this, oh, yeah. it would probably go up to 8 for me easily. So, I think overall, this is a great game. We would both uh, recommend it. How much does, is, do you know how much this game is going for? I should have. Well, I know roughly. Um, I've seen quite a few copies out in the wild um, for around $20. And okay. I think I paid about $15. I can definitely see that. Oh, I yeah. do feel, in this instance, this is one of those games that does hold its value. Oh, yeah. So, 15 to 20 bucks, I can definitely see and understand paying for it. I think there's that. plenty of content here for 20 bucks. It's totally worth it. Um I will say, you you brought something that made me remember this. I always remember thinking, this game will never quite beat Mario Kart for me. But, if I were a lonely child <laughs> who had no friends, who had no siblings, and no one to ever play games with, and I really wanted a kart racing game, this is the one to go with. Because that single player adventure mode, it's uh, it gives you something to achieve. It gives you things to unlock. Oh, see, I forgot about it because I didn't really play that. Right. Here. Yeah. So, I almost want to say, if you got four buddies over, or three buddies over... You can't beat Mario Kart, but this is a great second choice. But if you're by yourself, this is the first choice. I understand so, that. Yeah. There's something to consider if you're a lonely kid. <laughs> so. Or a lonely adult. I mean, yeah. So what we're saying is, we recommend this game. Absolutely. This gets the Arby's, uh, or blah, 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 blah. Professional podcasters. The professional podcast, <laughs> Silver approval. Thank you. Yeah. 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 All right, Trevor. Now, I got an important question to ask you. What's that? How sad are you ever these, this holiday? Um, I mean, after the present we received this morning, I'm pretty sad. Yeah, see, I'm devastated. I'm very sad. So, yeah. there's only one thing that could totally perk up our, our uh, self-esteem, our self-worth, and just our overall level of happiness. I actually don't drink. Okay, yeah. this is the second thing. Okay. Because I don't drink either. So, let's, let's, I'm just, I'm just going to roll the footage, you're going to hear it, and you're going to totally agree with me. Roll the commercial. Hey guys, this is Anthony Mullen from Back Issues Comic Book Podcast. If you're listening to this, that means you're in the middle of a commercial break for one of our great podcasts on our network, BICBP Radio. On our network, you can find this show as well as other great podcasts like Retro Bliss, You Break It, You Potted, Cellar Dwellers, and more. So get over to our website, BICBP-radio.com, and discover all the amazing content we have to offer. Keep checking back for new shows coming soon. That's BICBPRadio.com. We'll see you there. See what I mean, Trevor? Yep. <laughs> I'm trying to get a wife shot to take Speaking a drink. Speaking of not drinking, I'm drinking my tea now. <laughs> trying to get a drink. I'm going to make them talk while he's trying. <laughs> I know, Trevor, last episode, I gave you an amazing gift. You did. It was, well, two, a couple amazing gifts. But the main thing, the standout was the Zelda awesome mug. Right. So... In a turn of events, you, however, have gotten me something. So Johnny's Christmas present is about to be opened on air, and I handpicked the wrapping paper form as well, so he needs to describe that. Okay. And I just want to say before he opens this, <laughs> I face a moral dilemma. Okay. Because I picked this up with Johnny in mind, and then I really wanted to keep it myself. <laughs> so I almost didn't tell you I got it and just got you something else. <laughs> but I did the right thing. Okay. So if you hate it, I'll keep it and buy you something else. Uh, the, the wrapping paper is, is definitely... Uh, Thomas the, the Tank <laughs> train, <laughs> but with the Christmas theme to it. There's all kinds of Christmas trees and stuff. It's pretty great. And it says, to number one co-host Johnny from number one co-host Trevor on it. So, here we go. Here it is. 
open this up on air. From the shape of it, he can't even guess what it could be. I, I kind of feel it. I think it's some sort of... Do you want me to guess before I open yeah, it? Yeah, I can guess. I feel it's like some sort of... There's a picture or art or something? It could sort be. That's what it feels like to me. It feels like there's a frame, I guess is the best way to put it. It's possible. There is a frame. What if it's just a frame? <laughs> if this is just a... Is this a I haven't turned it over yet. <laughs> Part of me hopes it's just a side picture of you. I think I might not think of this. All these ideas. Okay, this is awesome. Oh, this is so cool. It's Super Mario World. Like, the maps. So this is a hand-drawn map of the worlds in Super Mario World. Um, I just thought it was so cool when I saw it. Where did you even find this? this Actually, cool. it's from the Renaissance Fair. Are you serious? Yeah. There's this girl there. She had all kinds of awesome maps. This is beyond awesome. I mean, it's got it all. It's got the Force of Illusion, the Valley of Bowser, Super Mario World, Yoshi's Island, Vanilla Dome. I said some. Because <laughs> it's, it's written in old yeah. language. Star World. This is really cool. I really like I can see why you would want to keep yeah. it. It's very cool. This is definitely going to go up in my room. It is actually a useful map for when you're playing the game because it's got all the levels on it. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's very cool. Yeah. I'm going to do this on here. Like yeah. we have a fire. This is a fireside. Now, Trevor, every once in a while, we do something really different. We do? Yeah. Like, this time, we're also going to, since it's the holiday season, uh-huh. we're going to do a bliss list. A top five bliss list? What are we going to call this? I don't know. We call it something different. Are we going to call it a top five or a bliss list? Let's decide right now. A top five bliss list. That's almost hard to say. All right. I know. Top five bliss list. Well, what network are we on? <laughs> I give Chris a hard time about this all the time. We didn't say any of that at the start of the episode, did we? <laughs> no, we will. We're gonna, right. I'm going to put it at the end. The Back Issues Comic Book Podcast Radio Network. Yeah. See, Rolls off the tongue. Yeah. Always. So. <laughs> he hates it when I break it up. <laughs> so cue that music for the Bliss List. Here we go, Trevor. This time, it's our top five video game-related Christmas memories. <laughs> well, what I made was the top five games that I like to play at Christmas. Well, that's the same thing. So, well, yeah, that's the same thing, right? <laughs> same thing. So, top five games to play at Christmas. I don't know how to say this. I'm not good at things. <laughs> Why don't you go and start with number five? Okay, that's a good idea. Number five for me is a recent one. Uh, last year, this is this is not a retro game, so this might make you upset. But nah. Star Wars Battlefront came out for mm-hmm. the Xbox One and the PS4. I have an Xbox One, and I've never been good at any of those shooting games, even though for whatever reason I like playing them, especially uh-huh. with all, with the, with our group. Uh-huh. This one I can play by myself and dominate, and I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> and I came out around Christmas. I I got it on Christmas, and I played the tar out of that game. And I was very good. So, well, that's my number five. So, the only reason I even liked it is because it made me feel good about myself. <laughs> my number five is basically the same thing. <laughs> Except it's a Sega Saturn game called Die Hard Arcade. Okay, yeah. yeah. And I'm not really in the argument about is Die Hard a Christmas movie or not. I know you have an opinion on that. I do, and it's not. <laughs> but the reason I put this is because I just, for some reason, I remember playing this game at Christmas. So, Die Hard Arcade, if you never played it, it's a, it's a beat-em-up and a shooter for two players. It's not even really based on the Die Hard movies. No, not at all. You just go through levels destroying people and robots, and 
It's an awesome game. It's, it's fantastic. The and game is very awesome. Honestly, the movie's very good, too. Right. I think people get mad at me when I say it's not a Christmas movie because they think I'm putting the movie down, <laughs> and I'm not. The movie is a classic. There's a reason it's, it's right. spawned, a, spawned your, your wife hates that word. It's yeah. a reason that it created a trilogy <laughs> in a franchise is because the first one was very good. So It's but, like... It's like saying an orange isn't a vegetable, so therefore you're putting it down. No, yeah. you're just saying it's not a vegetable. Yeah, that's all I was yeah. doing. But you would have thought like I, I had like dissed all these people's moms or something. Yeah, I saw this. People were mad at you for saying Die yeah. Hard is not a Christmas movie. You would have thought, you would have thought I said the most terrible, horrendous thing in the world. And I don't really have an opinion on that, but uh, Die Hard Arcade, you should play it at Christmas if you have a Sega Saturn. I agree. That's Which, a fun game. Yep. And it's a two-player. It is. All right, Trevor, my number four is the original Halo. Oh, that's a good pick. And the reason I loved it is that's the first game where I, I got to go over to my buddy's house, and mm-hmm. he had had it too, and we could hook our systems together, yeah. and we played it like we're playing against each other with other right. people. He would have giant parties where a lot of his friends would come I'd come over. to one or two of those. Yeah, and they were a blast. We went yeah. from Halo to Halo 2, did the same thing. Excuse me, I'm having body issues here like we <laughs> <I> always do. <laughs> had to happen. Yeah, excuse me. Last time it was Trevor. It's that Christmas hand. Yeah, it's my turn this time. But, uh, so that's one of my favorite memories growing up is just going over to his place and all these people there just yeah. playing Halo and Halo 2 until, the, until late at night. Right. I, yeah, those are good memories. So my number four is basically the same thing as Halo. It's uh, Animal Crossing. <laughs> it's very similar. Yeah. Yeah. Now, this is the original one for the GameCube. The There's two reasons. First of all, this is one of those games you can just lose yourself in. There's tons of stuff you can do. So it's a good thing to play on Christmas break. But also, they would celebrate the holidays in the game. So, like, you might get gifts at Christmas, and there's snow on the ground. And this game, I swear, we're not going to cover GameCube games. It's a little too modern. But this is an amazing game. You could play original NES games in your house in this game. I I remember you telling me about that, and it blew my mind. (laughs) Like, really, several of them. You actually collected the games and played them. It's just so cool. That's just so cool when games do that. I love that. Yeah, I I loved it. So that was my number four, Animal Crossing. Number three for me, again, is not because it's just for myself, but it's the original rock band when it came out for the 360. Yeah. I had all the instruments, but my biggest memories was around Christmas time. Like, all of us would get together. We'd almost pretty much have rock band parties, it seemed. Yeah, that was a blast. Those are, I even had a microphone stand. Yeah. So, it was a great time, and I, we would most of them we do it at your old apartment yeah. years and years ago, and it was some of my favorite, favorite times is that. And I was by far the worst singer of anyone we knew. But you were the fun. I was always on the microphone for some reason. <laughs> we enjoyed it more than we should have. Yes. Now I know people were laughing at me, and I hear I thought they were just laughing because I was so pleasant. It was We were laughing at you, but also trying to encourage it. But yes. purely so we could laugh more. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. So my number three, and this is where we're moving the, there's really not any particular reason, except, I don't know, it just feels good at Christmas. That is Nights into Dreams. This is a Sega Saturn game that, for my sake, we're actually, we're going to have to cover this. Most people haven't played this game. I assume you probably haven't. I remember the name. I don't know without seeing it. Right. I won't go into detail about the game, but it's just such a, it was a beautiful experience. The awesome music which kind of reminds me of Christmas music. Um, you're basically flying through the air. You're this jester, for lack of a better word, like a purple jester. <laughs> and it's just it's such a cool game. And there actually is a Christmas version of the game. I think it's just called Christmas Nights. I never had that one, but I'd like to check it out. It, it was, from my understanding, it was just like a, like a long demo of the game or something, but it was a specifically Christmas-themed. Hmm. Well, so, you, yeah. well, you know there's even a Christmas... I don't know if they call them hacks or ROMs, where they take an original yeah. Nintendo game and change them. But Mario, 
where it's like he's huh. where he's Santa Claus and the power ups are like candy canes and stuff like that. That's cool. Yeah, it looks really neat. All right, my number two, we're on two, right? Yeah. My number two is Sonic Two. Oh yeah. And the reason that that is is the Sega system I ever got for Christmas was the Sonic Sonic system. Which <laughs> you might as well call it that. Yeah. The, the sort of Sega, Yeah, the Sega Genesis. I got it for Christmas with Sonic 2, Yeah, and that's all I did that day. That Christmas yeah. day was nothing but Sonic 2 for me. I played that game, like, non-stop. It was, and honestly, that's it's probably what became one of my all-time favorite games, yeah. is, is because of that. That's one game you can play non-stop. Yeah. So my number two actually picked Diddy Kong Racing, and it's simply for two reasons. One, I remember playing it on Christmas break from school with the neighbor girls. <laughs> it just feels like a wintry game. And it's those stinking Christmas levels. They just, they're so nostalgic to me. Yeah. The winter-themed levels in the game. I, I, I love it. And I love playing this game around Christmas. It, it is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I definitely can understand that. All right, number one for me. My number mm-hmm. one Christmas game is just purely from, I can't remember how old I was. I was maybe six or seven around in there. Mm-hmm. My parents got me a Nintendo Entertainment System mm-hmm. for Christmas with, of course, the original Mario Brothers game. Oh, yeah. Slash with Duck Hunt, obviously. Mm-hmm. I had a very small, at the time, a very small black and white, of all things. Even <laughs> though I'm only 33, so there was definitely color television <laughs> when I was born. But, you know, we were we were a poor family, uh, you know, at the time especially. So, I was lucky. Like, I felt lucky that I even had that TV. And it was black <laughs> and white and small. But that whole Christmas day, I just stood in front of that daggum small black and white TV playing the first Mario Brothers game. Which honestly will blow your mind when I went from that to color. When I yeah. actually got a color TV and was playing that game, my mind went. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't handle how awesome it was. I was thinking about that the other day. Like, I remember me, you, and my brother played GoldenEye sixty four on a little TV that he had on his bedroom with a split screen. Yeah, like we did that. And we didn't care. We didn't care that it was like a three inch screen we we're having to look into. Yeah, we didn't. We just dealt with it, got used to it, and we played that game probably more yeah. than anything else. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. So my number one, I can't think of any specific reason except, A, I really want to play the game right now, so I'm probably going to play it this Christmas, and B, it's just a game I have such wonderful memories of, and some of them at Christmas, and that is actually Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy's Conquest. So we'll get into these games later, because I want to cover each and every one of the Donkey Kong Country games. These games are, they're incredible to me. I I don't care what anyone sells, I think they're amazing, amazing games. And for me, Donkey Kong Country 2 was, I don't know, it just like took it to another level for me. I don't so, think you'll get anybody who will argue against those games being good. Yeah. I, yeah, I feel like I've heard some people say they were overrated or something, but go back and play them. They're not overrated. They're not overrated. They're very they're, good. They're still great today. They're very, very good. Yeah. The, the Nintendo system definitely knows how to do platforms. Yeah. Platforms. Just platforms. And there's Rare for you, once again. <laughs> yeah. Just platforms. Yeah, it's just platforms. <laughs> not platformers, just platforms. Speaking of platforms and transitions. Yes. You know what it's time for? What's that? Bliss Quiz! Yeah, sure. Let's see. Your first question. Uh, now, it's Christmas. Yeah, it is. So I tried to... I pretty much stick with the Christmas theme 
for a couple of the questions. Okay. So the first one is called Find the Bargain. Okay, all right. We've done this before. So you know you're looking for the the cheapest item. Yes, okay. Got it. Cheapest, cheapest, cheapest. So which is the cheapest item? All right. A, the cheapest sealed copy that I could find on eBay of Diddy Kong Racing, which is the game we just played. Yes. So a sealed copy, the cheapest I could find. A VHS and Betamax copy of Emma Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Uh, Just a few notes. Uh, It is in rough shape, and the case is barely being held together with tape. (laughs) So that's Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas from the Muppets. (laughs) Okay. And C, we have a giant, 40-foot-tall, pre-lit commercial Christmas tree. (laughs) Okay. So the sealed copy of Diddy Kong Racing, VHS and Betamax copy of Jutter Band Christmas. Jutter Band. (laughs) Jug Band Christmas. Jutter Band. Or the giant 40-foot tree. I'm going to go with B, the middle one. It's got to be that. Okay, so let me start... With you, you got it wrong. I figured that. Yeah. <laughs> Not only did you get it wrong, but this is just you might throw up in your mouth a little bit. <laughs> okay. So the cheapest item is the sealed copy of Diddy Kong Racing. You're kidding me. One hundred sixty nine dollars. Oh my gosh! It, I saw ones all the way up to like seven hundred dollars, but this is the cheapest sealed. I'm copy. not saying oh my gosh because it was that much. That's still a lot. Yeah, but the fact that that means those other two things are much more expensive yep. than that. <laughs> so the second most expensive item was the commercial grade forty foot pre lit Christmas tree. You're kidding tree. me. And here's your mind's about to be long. Okay. The Christmas tree was $55,481.20. This Christmas tree is like as tall as, well, it's taller than this apartment. Yeah, 40 foot's huge. Yeah. In all fairness, it is a huge tree. I still can't believe that 40 foot trees were $55,000, but what do I know? I don't think it is, but it's still a huge tree. However, (laughs) they barely, now in the description, the seller said he had to be honest about the condition of the item, that it was in very rough condition. That the VHS was barely held together with tape. <laughs> but he said it was rare to have both the VHS and the Betamax copy together. Oh, okay, well. So, what do I know? $99,000. Or best offer. Okay, well. Yeah. That's how he saves it. Yep. Plus shipping? Or was shipping no, free? it was free shipping. Oh, well, at least he did that. Yeah. Okay, you ready for your first one? Yep. All right, Trevor. When Donkey Kong Country Returns uh-huh. was released, a, a few stores, just a few, there weren't many of them. For the Wii. Right. Uh, I don't know. Actually, look it up. I just put return. I love that game. It's for the Wii. Okay. So, only a few stores did this thing yeah. when the game was released. What did some of the stores, and again, it was only two, take as payment for Donkey Kong Country Returns? In other words, you could, instead of money, you could bring this in and you could get yourself a copy of this game. Huh. So, it's like a promotion type thing? Yeah. I want to say a banana, but there's no way they give you a $50 game for a banana. I'm going to say a banana. Very, I'm going to give it to you because it's bananas. You had to bring in... A, I was going to say a bunch of bananas. You had to bring in a bunch of bananas. Seriously? <laughs> yes. Was it just like for so many people or something? I, I Yeah, it really was. It was like a limited thing. I think the first... I forgot what the number was. It's a small number. <laughs> but if you're in the first ones to do that and you had some bananas with you, you got the game for the bananas. Wow. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I promised that I would um, reveal the name of the original... Actually, Conker originated in this game, Diddy Kong Racing. Right. But his first game that he starred in was not Conker's Bad Fur Day. So, what was the name of that game? And I'm going to give you three choices. Okay. So, we have Conker's Good Hair Day, Conker's Pocket Tales, Conker and Tipsy's Adventure. So, which one was it? Which one was his original game? I'm going to go with the uh, second one. Conker's Pocket Tales? Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. Sweet. So, yeah, it was a Game Boy Color game. That was his first standalone game. 
And of course, Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Not only is it a fun game from what I remember, I've, it's been a long time since I played it, but now it's it's one of those ones that costs a lot of money. Yeah. It's crazy. I bought this game brand new when it came out. It's one of those that required the expansion pack. I think it was a $70 game. I loved the game. And right before I got back into playing these old games again, I realized it was going for like 70 or $80, and I sold this stinking thing. Yeah. So I, I kind of hate myself. You should. I yeah. hate you for doing that, too. Okay. All right, now, but you gave me a great present, so... um. Yeah, I'm lukewarm on it. <laughs> All right, Trevor, number two for you. In Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy Kong's Quest. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a there's a scene where, or a screen, I should say, where you see Cranky's video game heroes. And you have, like, you mm. have Mario and Yoshi's there. Okay. But at the bottom right of the screen, there's a sign that says, No Hopes, H-O-P-E-S, No Hopes. And what is laying there next to that sign? I'm going to give you a list. Two of these things are, are, are what's there. So you got to pick two of these things out of this list. Okay. All right. Sonic the Hedgehog shoes. Mm-hmm. A Red Ninja Turtle bandana. A VHS copy of King Kong. Or Earthworm Jim's ray gun. And two of those things are there? Two of those things are there. I vaguely remember this. I mean, I was just going on about how this is one of my favorite games. I really should know. <laughs> I want to say it was Sonic Sneakers and the Ray Gun. Yes. Oh, yep, you got it right. Yep. Yep. I actually found a picture of it. And it's totally, they obviously don't say what they are. Yeah. But this is like a, a they look just like Sonic shoes. They're red and white and shaped just like wow. shoes. And the Ray Gun's definitely Earthworm Jim's Ray Gun. Rare has a very funny sense of humor. Which was obviously the two main things that were not, probably at the time, were probably the two biggest characters that were not Nintendos. Right. Yeah. Because. So. That's true. It's, uh, Earthworm Jim and which is Sonic. I love Earthworm Jim, so we definitely have to cover oh, that man. at some point. Yeah, those are awesome games. All right, what's your third one? So my third one is a very technical question. Okay, I love these. Um, I'm good at technical. Questions. What's my favorite Christmas movie? Okay, there's Trevor's... just so you know, there's two answers I'll accept. Okay, but I'm not giving you any choices. <laughs> okay. So. All right. If your favorite Christmas Christmas if your favorite Christmas movie is the same as mine, it's going to be Ernest Saves Christmas. And if it's not that, then our friendship's over. So I'm going to go with Ernest Saves Christmas. Well, that's a great one that I didn't even uh, think of. When I so the two I would have accepted was It's a Wonderful Life because it's an amazing oh, movie. It's a classic, yeah. And The Grinch, the original cartoon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Grinch Saves See, I don't even consider that a, a movie, though. It's more like a special. You're probably right. I just have great memories of it. But it is amazing, though. It's definitely a... I haven't watched it this year yet. I have yeah, to watch it. Yeah, me either. Yeah. Are you ready for your last one? I think so. All right. Now, Trevor, when I was researching this game, while you were actually playing the game, you saw me give you a look because I was blown away by something I discovered. Yeah, you gave me a weird look like you just um, had to change your pants or something. I almost pretty much did. Okay. Because this was so astonishing that I peed myself. <laughs> you need really. the detail. You know, jokes are funny when you don't have the detail. What I'm just trying to say is I urinated it on okay. myself. Okay, I got okay. it. All right, now, <clears throat> Trevor, this game, Diddy Kong Racing. Uh-huh was originally, at the beginning of the planning stages, going to be what? Oh. The planning stages. Yes. So it wasn't originally going to be such a clone of Mario Kart. Originally, uh, who's the guy who created Donkey Kong? Uh, Shigeru Miyamoto. Okay. When it got to him, he changed it to wanting Diddy Kong to be in the game. Oh, that's right. See, I keep forgetting Rare was worked under Nintendo. They yeah. were not exactly a third party. They are like a second party. See, here's the thing. Because there's so much adventure element in this game, I'm going to say it was going to be an adventure game, like an adventure platformer. Yeah, it's a... you got to give me something. Tell me a name. 
Was it going to be... Oh, was it going to be Donkey Kong Country? No. Okay, what is another famous racing game that Rare did to men you love? It's in the Rare Collection, if I'm thinking right. Oh, RC pro Yes. Are you serious? Yes. It was originally going to be the, uh, another sequel to the RC program series for the Nintendo 64. Wow. But when it got to that guy, the the, the dad Nemo of Donkey Kong, uh, he decided that Diddy Kong would make a great mascot for it, and I wow. totally changed everything about it. See, that guy's a genius, because he was totally right. Although I would have loved an RC program yeah. game. See, I'm really torn on this. Yeah. RC program 1 and 2 are some of my favorite games growing up, ever. Ever. Oh, yeah. So, a very torn on this. Like, I really want to know what it would have been without this, but this was still a great game. So, they, yeah. would, they would have been right either way, I think. Wow, that's... I, yeah, I really didn't know that. <laughs> that, that I I'm found that, and my mom was exploding inside of herself. <laughs> yeah, because the sad thing is, there was not... There was an RC Pro-Am game on the Genesis, which actually came out before RC Pro-Am 2 on the NES. And it's not really a sequel. It's more of a port right. from the original one. So, I don't think there was any more after that. There was that there actually were in the RC program series, which I think would need, it needs to have its own yeah. thing. You had the original one for the Nintendo, right? Uh, then I think one came out for the I forgot what the name of it was. It might have been you had RC program one and two came out for Nintendo, and you also had one that came out from the Game Boy. Right. Oh, I did have that one. You're yeah. right. Yeah. And then of course uh, the one that came out for Genesis. Yeah. So yeah. So I mean, technically just a port of the. There's first nothing one. after. Yeah, yeah. and that so. was it. Huh. Which is it's a beloved, like a lot of people love it. So we could have a whole podcast, not episode, but an entire podcast dedicated to rare games. Yeah, it's ridiculous. They had some classics for sure. Well, uh, so ooh. Trevor, <laughs> sorry, I just bumped the microphone. <laughs> Trevor just knocking things over here. Yeah. Trevor, this has been a great holiday episode. I think. Do you think so? I'm undecided. You probably should be. I'm overselling yeah. it. Yeah. Usually do. Yeah, I usually do. I try to pump it up no matter what, yeah. even. No, inside, I know this was very lackluster. Right. right. So here's what we're going to do. Okay. Because we gave the listener the Christmas gift of this episode, we're going to accept accept uh-huh. uh, a gift from the listeners. Okay. That gift is visit us on Instagram <laughs> at RetroBlist or visit our Facebook page at RetroBlist. And more importantly, probably, go to iTunes, leave us a five-star review, you can call us names, you can tell us we're dumb, but just leave us a five-star review, because if not, we're going to be shut down by the government. <laughs> That's very true. All right, so since we're on to that, let's get into the plugs. We'll do it at the very end this time for I once. I pretty much did mine. You pretty much did yours. That's where you can find this show. You can also find me on Instagram at johnnyism28. I also do art as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Trevor, we need to give these guys... Uh, well, I could probably should bring up that I also do another podcast with... Uh, on called History Creeps. You can also find on iTunes yeah. and Stitcher. It's the weird, creepy side of history uh, that I do with uh, Carter and with Chris. So, uh, now that I got that out of the way, man, these plugs just drag you down. Yeah, I'm about to stop doing plugs. We'll just shrivel and die. Yeah, let's just do that. Yeah. <laughs> Live in our own little world. Yeah. So, uh, obviously, we're begging you to rate, review, subscribe on iTunes because we need it or the government's coming for us. They've right. already sent us letters. Right. So, Cease and desist. Yeah. Which we don't even know what we're sissing and desisting. Right. Desisting? <laughs> that said, cease the mediocrity and desist the lameness. Yeah, desisting. desisting. That's what I meant to say, but I said desisting. They said we butchered the English language enough. Yeah. Kids yeah. are getting dumber. I don't think it was actually the government. I think it was just a bunch of English teachers. Right. They're very upset with us. So my wife did. actually gave us a cease and desist letter. <laughs> yeah. She's a third grade teacher. Yeah. Said we're just too far below grade level. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Her third graders speak much better than us, and we yes. have we are professional podcasters. Yes. So, Trevor, with all that said, yes, 
what is one reason for these people to tune in next week? Because next week, finally, we're going to have the world-exclusive reveal. You know what I just remembered? What? I think I left my car running. Oh. I'm going to go get that. I'm going to go turn that off. Okay. I'll I'll, I'll see you later. Let's see you, Trevor. Bye. Bye. Turn your car off. Turn it off. Is it off? Yeah.